much to talk about. (laughs) It's been like two weeks, hasn't it? it? It's been a long time. It's been, you know, it's been a long time, but we're back with the jump off. Shout out to my good, my good Judy, Funky Dineva, as she would say, back with the jump off. Um, But I'm glad to be back. Like, I've I've missed being able to kind of talk and process how we do our weekly thing um, with you know, us being away and, you know, stuff going on. and We have lives to lead. Yeah, for sure. These are so, the days of our lives. But it's good to be back. It's good to be back. And I'm excited about getting around and kind of um, talking about what we've missed. Well, let's hop right into it then because there was just so, so, especially this past weekend, just so, so much. So let's, um, let's hop right into what the hell happened. Yeah, let's get into it. Let's go, Cold Pop. All right. So, what the hell happened this past? Well, let's let's do two weeks. This past two weeks, what the hell happened? What have you been up to? What have you been doing? Tell us about your lives. We I mean, lots busy. lots of stuff has been going on. Um, just with, I mean, I've shared with the audience before with the summer college tour, all of that. So that kicked off, and I was in Kentucky for a little bit with that, as well as some family celebrations. Of course, I feel like I'm telling you guys like I'm always in Kentucky, and I know it seems like that. Uh, but summer is like prime time for me to be at home. You know, my nieces and nephews, cousins, all my little cousins are out of school. So it's a really great time for me to connect with my family. Facts are facts, um, America. So, He's been in Kentucky all summer. <laughs> so so that's good. But I still feel like I make it a point to get my life and be out and about in Chicago as oh, well. Oh, you do? Yeah. So oh, like do. I balance the two very well. I was telling someone the other day, I was like, yeah, I'm bi-coastal. <laughs> um, so, you know, with Lake Michigan and the Kentucky River, um, yeah, I'm bi-coastal. So and living the life. Okay. This past weekend, what was going on? So this past weekend, of course, it was pride and all of those things, but I had a couple of things that I had to do. With Pride, we had our little orientation that we had to do with Chicago it was um, an orientation. Black Gay Men's Caucus, and that was that was super fun. So got to do that Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Chicago uh, Black Gay Men's Caucus that made that happen. But um, we were able to do that, and that was fun. Went to a, a cookout, and then we ended up going to Promontory Saturday night. That was super fun. Ran into some um, old friends, met some new friends, that kind of thing. I think that at this point, the idea of you like meeting the people that you're going to hang out with and like the people that you um, are going to be longtime friends with, I feel like that time has elapsed. But I feel like I also do a pretty good job of like meeting new people and connecting with them. As you should. So yeah, um, it's very, it's like it's always good to kind of meet new people. And so I was in some different circles. This weekend, um, with meeting just people that like, we kicked it at the cookout that I was at, and then we we're like, "Oh, we should all go like hang out like after this," and mm-hmm. we did. So that was really fun uh, to do that with them. Good, good. Um, I was with you on Saturday for part of the day. We went to the orientation, um, and then no shade. I got ditched. I got dumped. He had other things to do, and so what was originally planned as a 
a roommate hangout day. Roommate hangout day lasted only about an hour. So child. let's go ahead and get really real. It was never a roommate hangout day. <laughs> it was a roommate. He was like, okay, America. <laughs> I'm yeah, pull my money card out. Because facts are facts. America. So when he asked me, he was like. What are you doing? And I was like, well, I'm just sitting at home. I was working on my website. So let's go do something. And he was like, well, let's go do something. And I was like, okay. When somebody says, let's go do something, that means you're going to go do something. That is going to take a good part of the day. Like, you're planning to go to an event. No, not you're planning necessarily. To go do so, something. And you right? know what, America? Once again, I'm pulling Monique Cart now. I think that Marcus has the idea, because I've seen this with you, and this is a trend with you. But if you if know, I already says, know what you're about to say. If someone says, like, let's go do something, Marcus will block off the, the entire, entire day. day and be yes, like, ma'am. yep, like we're going to yes. go hang out the entire day. Yes. That's not necessarily how I live my life. Like I yes. will, I will cart- compartmentalize and like uh-uh. create a full schedule for nope. me. So like, it's like, oh, so like for Saturday, because I had to work, which we'll actually get into a little bit later, but I had to work in the morning. So I did that. I had to come. I had to do a fitting for the pride outfit that I was going to wear. I had that piece. And then I said, you know what? I have some free time. Let's insert some roommate hangout time. Hey, I've been in Kentucky for an entire week. Now, like, let's take some time to reconnect, to re-engage. So I blocked off a couple of hours for that. And then I had my other events. And so that's how I do things. When I say, Marcus, like, let's hang out, let's go do something. Marcus is like, okay, perfect. Friday through Sunday, I'm going to be with you. <laughs> okay. And it's now like, you're being like, very no. dramatic. Okay, like, so let's let's go reiterate back to what you just went to because I think you left out quite a few details and you embellished quite a bit. Number one, yes, you did say, hey, let's go hang out. Boom, I was ready to do that. This fitting that you went to, it was a t-shirt. Let's okay. be real about okay. that. That's all it was. It was the right t-shirt, though. Number three, you never mentioned that you had something to do afterwards. That, for some reason, left your vocabulary. Which I don't think I should have to. But so then, why... I was under the impression that like, oh, okay, we're going to go do something. We're going to go hang out. I didn't know you had somewhere else to be. But did we not go somewhere and did we not hang out? We went to an event that we were already going to. But then like after the fact, in the middle of the event, you were like, oh, okay, well, I need to go. And yeah, that was like, the first I time. To... I was like, oh, where are you going? You got to go to the bathroom. You got to go no, 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 like no, freshen up. What do you got to do? So, no, like, this but is no, like day you in the full ready had to go. And I was like, oh. I thought we were hanging out because, you know, it's not like we get to hang out every day anyway. Yeah. And so, you know, we try to block out at least, you know, time to do something. I just didn't know that time was like an hour. Yeah, no, no. So no, now no. I know. Yeah, so like. So now I know. And you should know that, like, to be honest with did you. Did not know it was an hour. Because that's how I, that's how my schedule runs. And that's, you know, that I'm hitting like multiple things. Got it. Within a day. Still underwhelmed. Um, Marcus will say, okay, we're hanging out and. I need an I entire day. But you know this. So I don't know. I don't, I don't understand for the life of me how you thought that what you did was going to be okay with me because you know how I am. If anybody says they want to hang out with me because we live such busy lives, I will block out an entire day for you. And we can do whatever. We could sit at home. We could go to the movies. We can do whatever we want to do because more than likely, I won't see you again for like another week or so. Or that's not A week true. and a half or so. Okay, so, that's I mean, not true. it is what it is. But, but I did not know that my time <laughs> had been diminished to an hour. So, that's good to know. Definitely. Got it filed away. 
won't be taken by surprise the next time that happens. Okay, good. Or we'll turn around and a bitch will only have 30 minutes for a hangout. (laughs) And it'll be, uh, okay, we'll do a quick (laughs) snack break and then he's off to the races. Yes. That's what it's going to be. Yes. It's just like that time with like, um, I think it was like they were talking to the drag race queens about the time that they actually got to spend with RuPaul. Like, (laughs) just like those, like, the 45 minutes that you see us together, like, on camera, like, that's it. That's it. (laughs) Like, that's just what it is. And that's all I got. We got, I got an appearance, and he was off to the next event. And so, you know, I had to get on the train, walk to the, actually, okay, first off, I had to walk to the train from a not-so-hot part of the neighborhood in my hot shorts that I had on that day. And there were tons of people just out and about on the sidewalks looking at me. I felt like a white woman walking through a bad neighborhood. No one told you to put on I was being ogled and oogled and just like, what does he have on? I safely made it to the train. I'm glad. I safely got on the train and made it back to my destination. But I just... I was left alone to fend for myself, America, and I was just not happy about it. But it's okay. It's all right. Right. Nothing to say. Moving no, on. I, I'm like, <laughs> should, on. So I'm like, should we move on or did I not invite <laughs> you to the event? No, oh, okay. So you want to, I wasn't even going to bring that up. The only reason why I got an invite to the event is because his BF could not make it. And so I was like the second choice, second hand scraps choice. Oh, well, he can't make it, so I guess, do you want to come? I have a plus one. Do you want no, to come? No, I don't want to come, because if I'm that first choice, I'm nobody's choice. Okay. Honey, I'll go home. <laughs> so And, and, and that's only, what you did. You went home. And I went, right, and I okay. went home. So. Because, number one, he did not even invite me until I said, oh, you're going to that? Well, I guess I didn't get an invite. Then he was like, oh, well, you could come if you want. It was one of those, like, pity party. Like, oh, well, you could come if you want to. No, I'm not going to want to come if I want to now because you didn't mean it. You didn't believe that. You didn't feel that. Girl, I'm not going to go back and forth about it with you. You had the opportunity to keep the party going. You chose not no, to. No, I had an opportunity to be somebody's secondhand choice and I chose not to. Let's be clear. <laughs> okay. Cute. Cute for you. So then we get, let's get into Sunday. Please. So let's get into Sunday. Sunday for me started out as a blur. I think for someone who is going to be walking in the Pride Parade, my advice to you would be... A good night's rest. Have a good night's rest. (laughs) You know, get home, get a good bath, eat you a good dinner, pray. hydrate. Rub your feet down, get get prepared. Wear something comfortable. Honey, like, when I tell you, I like got up that morning like a mess. I I was like clearly like not I was like okay you know what we this parade is really not that important like I will I I will show up. Um, I got up at nine o'clock thinking that we had to be there at ten thirty until you sent me the message and I was like oh we got to be there at ten. I go and knock on his door. It's like nine fifteen. Trent, are you awake? This he's lying in bed just watching videos like we ain't got nowhere to be. Trying to get myself together. Forty minutes. Trying to get myself together, and so we did that. Um, I had to make a couple of stops to like you know um, get some supplies and things that I needed. More wardrobe fitting. Uh, more another fitting. Like so, there's just like a lot going on. Um, so I had to do that. <laughs> 
And so we got there probably around like maybe 10, 15, 10, 10 30. Yeah, it was like 10, 30. It wasn't that bad. We weren't that The parade late. didn't start till 12 right, anyway. The so. parade didn't start till 12. Um, and we had did the orientation the day before. So we were well-bred on what was expected of us, what we needed to do, mm-hmm. those types of things. Uh, we took some time to get ourselves... Um, Pride, accessorized, uh, and proportionized. Which was very tough to find. It was very tough to find because, I mean, there was a target there, but you have to keep in mind that everyone in the parade was probably hitting that target. And by the time that we got up there, all the pride stuff was like... Gone. Completely, like, handled and, like, (laughs) strolled about everywhere. So, that was a little tough for us. But we, we made it work. We had... We had we had made it work. I found myself some you know a little cute chain and things like that. So um, once we had that together, keep in mind I'm still hungover at this point, like head pounding, but like you trying to put Gatorade. on put trying to put on a brave face. Mm-hmm. Um, very hungry. I was very hungry, um, very famished, and was about to do a whole um, was about to do a whole parade. But I was like, you know what? We're not going to eat a big meal. So they had like these little bars that they were giving people. So I like had like a um, the uh, Kind bar. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Kind because that came in. That saved my life. Um, so we did that. And then, I mean, at 12 o'clock, it was, it was showtime. It was showtime. <laughs> that was probably the best experience I've had at Pride. I didn't realize I was going to have so much fun walking in the parade. Yeah. I've been to several pride parades, just like standing, fighting the crowds, trying to see what was going on. But that made a difference to me. That, oh, yeah, for sure. A huge difference. I feel the exact same. It was uh, being able to see kind of like the entire community out there. Like, you know, I think being at a pride parade, you're stationed in one right. piece and you, you're seeing the floats and you're seeing all of those it was things. very stationary. But, but it's, it's that, I mean, the floats and all that stuff are great but what was the true gift and for me what was the best experience was seeing the people who are just showing you love Mm -hmm. cheering you on you know like being there and truly being happy to like just be in awe of it and so that was for me like a huge reward um i think yeah, I plan to be in the parade every day. <laughs> Whether I'm walking with U.S. Bank or I'm walking with, uh, you with, know. With Tom's Grocery Store. Right, exactly. I will be in the parade doing something. I don't care if I'm, you know, sweeping up behind um, camels and stuff. I don't care. I'll be there. The mistake they made was letting us hold the sign. <laughs> because True. I don't think they, they, they did not fully get. The background that we come from, right? And we performance are performers. Background, right. <laughs> no one was ready they for the were performance ready. background that we presented, um, and that we were able to represent through uh, the parade. They had some so-so sign holders up until at we the beginning. Took over. So at the beginning, like you know, they were like everyone was like taking turns, like everyone was right. doing like three minutes holding the sign, and like okay, like I'm tired, I'm right. not really good. Girl, when it came time for us. We did not let go. We held that sign from, I mean, like, (laughs) probably 30 minutes in the parade all the way till the end. Um, And stomped the entire time. And stomped the entire time, honey. And, like, just was getting all the love. Like, what was worse? I think this was the (laughs) bad piece about it is that, like, you have all of these people who are seeing you out there. And, like, they are egging you on they are like hyping boosting you, up. you they are hyping yes. you up boosting your head up so when you hear that like 
work and like yes honey and bam like, and you like, better walk like you it makes yeah like once again it energizes this you. is like yeah like i can't stop now like yeah. <laughs> i have to keep going go further go bigger like yes and that's what we did we went big it was a full pump it was a full stomp all the way down halstead like we were making it happen and we were giving life we could have been on the runway i, I like i just it was such an amazing time. I had the best time. Um, I had on an old nasty little bodysuit, aka overalls, but they were still cute. Um, yeah, we did that. I enjoyed it. Um, like, I think the big takeaway for me um, and what I really enjoyed was the, the orientation that we went to. Uh-huh. We had the opportunity to hear... From everyone in the room, so everyone that we walked with, we went, to, we all went to an orientation, and we introduced ourselves. But in that introduction, we also talked about why we were walking right. in the proper rate, mm-hmm. and some of the stories and some of the things that people shared was so heartfelt. So um, I had like a visceral moment when I heard one of the board members talk about how he was the very first, the parade. Very first mm-hmm. parade and how it wasn't a parade it was a protest mm-hmm. and you, you know him kind of seeing the the growth the of it and yeah. all of that so it's just big big shout out to chicago black gay men's caucus for that and but shout out to them for allowing me to be in that room and be in that space uh so i could be able to hear those stories because that really fueled for me um where it is that I want to do and how it is that I want to give back and, and be a participant um, for years to come. So I agree. Uh, I ditto everything that he says. I agree. I had an amazing time. Um, I do have one other instance from the parade that I just wanted to speak about really quickly because I think this had a visceral moment for me, but not in a positive way, in a very negative way. Hmm. Um, so just a very quick story. We were done with the parade. We had finished eating. Trent, like, ordered everything off of the menu at this restaurant. Oh, no yes. Shame. I was. Yeah. And you know what? No. And you know what? No shame. Talk about me because I, but yes. He uh, said, I want this. I want that. I want this. And, uh. Yes. I'm a big girl. And I was, <laughs> big girl was hungry. Like, I was so, like, I was like, I can't eat. I mean, because they tell you not to like, they're like, don't, right, don't eat, eat, don't, don't drink. drink a lot. Because, <laughs> it's like we're fast. Like, if you have to go to the bathroom, like, you, you don't, yeah. there's not an opportunity. So I was like. Uh, like and so once we got done, yes, big girl was like, "Let's go! I'm ready to throw down." Yes. So after we finished eating, we like I said, our friends met up with us, and we we're walking around. We had visited a couple of bars, and we decided to make it out to Wrigleyville. We walked that way and kind of walked out west, and we got into one of the streets where um, I don't know if anybody, everybody knows this. And the parades, they have these little metal barricades and stuff like this that line mm-hmm. the street. And then they also have fences and stuff. Well, there were police at the begin- at the front of the street. And instead of us walking on the sidewalk, they were funneling all of us into the street. Now, mind you, the street was empty, I guess. I mean, I don't know from what we know it was. But there were these high fences on either side of the street. And so looking back at it now, it was like, oh, okay, well, they were funneling us into a cage is what it felt like. Because we started walking down this empty street, and it was very crowded. You know, people were just walking down. And we got about halfway. Then all of a sudden, like, mid-conversation, we start seeing people run the other way. And this is not a, a jokingly run. It was a 
something's popping off yeah. down there. And it like was, it was a mass hysteria. There was a panic. People, yeah, panic started running away. My heart dropped because the first thing I thought of was the, um, I guess it was the North Carolina, the South Carolina where the car ran through the crowd. Mm-hmm. And so that's the first thing I thought of and was like, this is how it ends. Like, okay, so we going to run. We that was a really do whatever crazy we need to do. It was crazy. Um, I also found out that all of my friends, including me, uh, should join the Olympic sprint team. Oh, honey. Because we had pole vaulters. We had high jumpers. We had 100-meter dash. Honey, I, We were gone. I did Jackie Joyner Kersey <laughs> on their ass. I was out. Usain Bolted on their ass. I, no, I slid out. Like, if, if, if you were putting into events, Trent was doing the 100-meter dash. Me and our other friend were doing the relay because we relayed that out. And our other friend was doing the high jump because he literally jumped over the fence. I want to see how that happened. Like, how he jumped over there. I've never seen him do anything. No shade. I've never seen him do anything athletic like that before. But he, when I say he hopped over that fence like Superman in one bound, I was like, oh, I guess, well, I guess I should be going then. I guess I should be going then. Um, everything turned out to be fine. I guess it was just, I don't know if it turned out with somebody was joking and like mass hysteria happened. You know, black people don't ask questions. We just run. Right. And that's pretty much what happened. Exactly what I did. So, but I just, I, that was a very panicky moment for me because in the world that we live in now, I feel like things like that can happen. Oh yeah, for sure. And like at a pride event, like where especially we at a that, yeah, event. like yeah, it's just where we are right now. So, so that was very scary, but that was the only little visceral moment I had. Other than that, pride was amazing. I enjoyed it. Had a yeah, great time. I had a really great time as well. All right, cool. So, moving on to church announcements. I don't actually have any church announcements, so I support you. And that's your announcement that you support me? Yeah. I mean, okay. I feel like I was a part of this movement. I do, I put in my volunteer hours through this philanthropy okay. effort that you, you up, produced. Yeah, and, you um, okay. consulted. Okay. I, I, you I, I said you you When you said set up, like you, you made it sound like, oh, I moved some chairs. You moved some chairs. Set. I was about to read you. You moved some chairs and you just served now, as a consultant. Wait, just a um, hot damn minute. Well, I think for me, like the big announcement that I have is... Of course, like I was able to talk with you guys a little bit about the college tour, and I feel like I have been talking about it, but this was the, um, not this past week, but the weekend before that, the week before that mm-hmm. was uh, where we actually did the college tour. So Ooh. myself, as well as um, other chaperones. two other chaperones, we took 14 kids um, to three colleges over the period of two days. It was a whirlwind of a trip. Um, I was exhausted. I was um, the I was the bus driver <laughs> uh, for the entire trip, which is scary, right? But it was an amazing time. It, I mean, something that I really have, like I said, been working on since January. That you know was placed on my heart, um, and just feeling so embraced and so loved by everyone. So I wanted to take the opportunity now on this podcast to thank everyone who either donated helped with, um, you know, help with consulting or, you know, once we got down there, just made things happen. Things went so smoothly and like it just everything just fell into place. Um, And it's just like it's a testament to when you are 
working with, you know, people that you've built relationships with and they want to see you win, um, they're going to do everything in order to get there. So shout, big shout out to um, my cousin, Abby Dunn, as well as uh, Lucinda Jones, who really like were all stars, rock star chaperones and making um, that that two day trip feel like it was the best thing ever. Um, I would say if you haven't had an opportunity to check out what we're doing, make a trip over to www.kybuds.org. Once again, that's www.kybuds.org. And check out the videos, the uh, photos, some of the sessions that the students did. We had some really amazing speakers for them. It was just like the perfect jump off event for us and um, really fueled uh, my desire to do even more. Yay. Well, so, yeah. congrats to you. Thanks, Will. Ooh, um, that all you have for church announcements? That is it. Let's go ahead and find out who's tardy for the party. Okay, so tardy for the party this week. I wanted to shout out another content creator um, who I did not know. Of course, I'm a huge YouTube head and I love, you know, Funky Dineva. I love Scorpion. I love Messy Miles. I love all of them. They're great. But I recently uh, came on one who uh, is... Is highlighting and reviewing some shows that I'm currently right now interested in. And so... I'll take my credit for that. (laughs) Major shout out to Maddie Rance on YouTube. If you you can look him up at Maddie Rance. And Jamar Um, as well. And Jamar as well because he does the the, uh, RuPaul Drag Race reviews with Maddie Rance. Mm -hmm. But um, really, I I love their uh, reviews. Of RuPaul's Drag Race, but Maddie's also been doing some really great commentary on Pose, uh, the FX show, which I'm obsessed with. So I wanted to give them a shout out. It's funny because I love how their show is set up. Uh, And if you are watching, it is a full on audience engagement moment. Uh, They have like drinking games and things that they do. It's just it's a super fun show and it's great to kind of hear them uh, throw their shade and disagree on their stuff as well as hear um, how Maddie's life has kind of um, mirrored or, yeah, mirrored some of the things that we see with Pose as well as RuPaul's Drag Race. So Mm -hmm. if you're looking for a new YouTuber or a new show and you're not familiar with him, I would suggest you get over and check out Maddie Rance. Um, The next thing, this is kind of like a tardy for the party but then also I wanted to kind of bring like an old school versus new school. We haven't done an old school versus we new school yeah. um, in a while. So I wanted to kind of do a hybrid of those. And we were last night after we were like dog tired from walking um, in the pride parade, uh, like feet were like, my feet have never us. hurt so bad. Yeah. Like that's another tip. Anyone who's walking pride, get you some doctor shows because <laughs> like our feet, like our feet were killing us, I but try to be cute. Um, but Marcus was like, oh, have you, like, looked at the Tony Awards? So Marcus had me watch a couple of performances last night. Basically from that, and this is kind of, like, fueling the the topic of conversation right now. I thought that there were some really great voices mm-hmm. and performances. 
But once again, I wasn't wowed with the shows. I think that we are getting into an era, and this is like for all of my Broadway people, but I mean, and we've been slowly moving to this, but I think it's now really at its height or at its peak of, we are putting out musicals that are, that we know will make money. Like we are betting on like sure things. Okay. I think that there is something to be said about the gamble that comes with the Broadway musical because there is so much, mm-hmm. you know, that's put behind it because, you know, you're doing costumes and sets and, and all of those things. And like... It's a huge gamble. There's some shows that like get that are out there for like a week. There's been shows that yeah. have been on open Broadway on Monday or and, open on Tuesday, close on Sunday. Exactly because they like they don't make money and they're not investments. And I think you know that also says something about where we are like financially. Like people are only investing in sure things or in mm-hmm. like and so we see shows like Mean Girls the musical or Frozen the musical like. Things that we already know have a huge following behind them and that will be a draw for people. I also feel as though there's been a trend of bringing in these celebrities who might not necessarily sing or have like a performance background, but we know that they will also like bring butts and seats. Right. They will put butts and seats. So, yeah, like let's give them a month um, in a lead role on Broadway, Mm -hmm. knowing that they can't sing. You know, like, I mean, this is. Too vague names. Right. Nene Leaks for one. Okay. Like you are out here. Okay. And like and it's been on Broadway like a couple of times now. Like mm-hmm. she's done like a couple of shows. But I've also seen and she it. did Chicago and Cinderella, didn't she? Yeah. Um and so like done like a couple of shows and like I've seen a couple of other people who've had like, you know, dips and dives, hits and misses, Wendy, Wendy Williams. Williams. Another one of just like, wait, what? Like, what are we doing? So it's it's this idea of um, money is important, and I totally get that, but is content being sacrificed? I think on the other side, too, they've also brought in, like, Neil Patrick Harris did a stunt, a stint. Uh, well, actually, I think he opened Hedwig with yes. the show. And then they, they brought in Darren Chris, so he can sing, mm-hmm. and he did a stint. Um, there Kiki Palmer did a stint. She now, yeah. Can so sing. okay, so, so there I'm, are other celebs who yes, have that for vocal sure. range, who right? Can do that. And I'm talking about those celebs that now those right. celebs that can do that for sure. I totally get it. Mm-hmm. Like, let's make it happen. But for our girls and our guys who right. are coming in with little to no um, vocal experience or just and, background, anyway. right? And being basically put on the same level as you know, mm-hmm. an Adina or a Tay or a Cynthia, um, right? Like it's just like, yeah, I get it. Um, so with Mean Girls the musical, with you know Frozen the musical, SpongeBob, SpongeBob SquarePants the musical, it's just like wait, 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 wait. What are we getting at here, and why are we doing all of these super high commercial shows? When we're missing out on like amazing original stories, you know, um, every every now and then you do get that that Hamilton, that that Dear Evan Hansen, which are like just amazing blockbusters. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that those are like the one in the millions, mm-hmm. and we're seeing a lot more of this, you know, super commercial Disney esque things that they know will. People will buy tickets to. I agree. I mean, looking at this past 
uh, Broadway season, it's been mostly commercial shows. There's not been a lot mm-hmm. of original productions. Um, I know Waitress is still on Broadway, and Love. I think Beautiful's touring. Carol King. Mm-hmm. I think that's touring. And then they just opened a new one called Head Over Hills. It's starring Peppermint from RuPaul's Drag Race. Really? She's got a role in there. Yeah, that just oh, opened this past week called so. Head Over Hills. Um, so, I mean, there are some new ones on the horizon, but I agree. Like, it's a lot of just stuff that we've already seen because I think it's a safe shot. It's a safe Right. Break. And that's what they were kind of going for. You know, I, Broadway has to break even too, Hanny. I think what I would love to see more of be successful are originals like right. Matrix and Hamilton. I The reboots are great. Color Purple, Once on this Island. Those Aladdin. Are great. Aladdin, yeah. Like, well, okay. But I want to see some more original things, you know, take off for, you know, good stories and things like that. So I agree. One show that I am excited about... <laughs> kind of em- a little embarrassed to say that I didn't get to see because it previewed here in Chicago. It, um, but Pretty Woman, Pretty Woman, the musical. Oh, okay. Um, I'm excited. I want to know what that's going to look like and what that's going to be. So how is that any different from Mean Girls, the okay. musical? The thing is, is that Pretty Woman has been out so long for me. Okay. That like it's time for like it could be brought in like a whole new different way. Even if it's not, it's like kind of almost like a period piece now because it's been like over what? How long has Pretty Woman been out? I don't know. Maybe early 90s? Like. 1990. Yeah, so like early 90s, like it's been quite some time since that show has been out. Like it's been like what, 28 years? Yeah. So, I mean, come on, almost 30 years. Like, yes, like. It's okay. Like, let's bring that back. Like, let's see what that's like, and let's if they reimagine it to kind of be in modern day, or even if they do take it back to the early '90s. Like, who doesn't love a throwback? Mean Girls is it's it's too soon. Mean Girls has almost been out for twenty years. Twenty. It debuted in two thousand four, so they're. I already looked it up. Wait, so what? Mean Girls debut released in two thousand and four. And it's 2018, so they're nearing the 20 year mark. That 20 year mark, you a little, you rounded a little too, you rounded a little too much. <laughs> I rounded yes, like three gonna, years. No, we're gonna get you a calculator but because you rounded a little too. Quick, they're close uh, to the 20 year mark. But I think I think it's very different. Like I remember Mean Girls when it like came out. I don't remember Pretty Woman when it came out. I remember Pretty Woman. I, 1990. I, well, you just you're a little bit older than I am, so okay. Um, so, ooh, probably so. Ooh, ooh shade. So. The shade of it all. All right. Is that all you're tardy for the party? Um, That is. Well, let me ask you this really quickly. Is there a movie and or show that you would like to be made into a musical for Broadway? Um, I think that there are a number of shows that could be brought um, to Broadway that would like be really dope like okay so don't get me wrong and like this is not a role for me but like i'm all about a strong black lead mm-hmm. male um i <laughs> y'all gonna be like wait what i think the green mile has the opportunity to be all an right. amazing child <laughs> textured piece okay like if you think um, about the story 
Mm-hmm. Like it has enough of the like whimsical, like out there, like the idea of this like healer and all of this like things. Like it has enough of that mm-hmm. to be like a musical, but it also has some like really serious like racial undertones and themes that could be, I think, amazing. I've always said like if I was a producer, like that would be a show that I would bring to the stage. It's like the Green Mile. I wouldn't really care to see that. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I mean, I like the movie, but a musical? Yeah. I'd be interested to see I would be interested to see how those numbers sounded. And see like, okay, so yeah, maybe if I'm not thinking about like numbers, yeah, like but I think that this would be a really cool musical with like gospel and like I'm mm-hmm. from Kentucky, so like, you know that like southern um like you know southern like type music country right. music like that that kind of thing i really oh yeah okay. child like it's in my like i've already it's okay. in my head you know what um, movie oh and i have uh, one more okay go for it okay so the next musical that i would bring to the stage once again i'm all about a strong black male lead Why are we all? um would be the story of the Nicholas brothers, so Harold and Fayard Nicholas. Okay. Um, I would do their story about their beginnings in vaudeville um, and the, like the battles and things that they faced in their adult lives. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, bringing in Dorothy Dandridge and you know the um, Harold and Dorothy and their love story and like it. Yeah. So that would be the next musical. That would be an original piece. So okay. that would be the original musical that I would do. And then the one that I would bring for, like, the movies would be, like, The Green Mile. When you say that, I just imagine, like, could we see there being, like, a Rosa Parks musical and the big solo being on the bus talking about how she's not going to get up <laughs> move from a seat? Hell no. <laughs> right? <laughs> the one movie I thought that would be perfect for Broadway, which I'm pretty sure they'll do. I haven't seen it yet, but it just seems like it would be totally fit The Greatest Showman. Seems like a perfect fit for Broadway. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, just of all of the theatrics and circus and all I think, the high-flying yeah, yeah. stuff. I think that could be cool. That's, like, perfect, super easy. I think yeah. it's super easy to bring to Broadway. Very translatable, I think. Very easy to bring to Broadway. I think but, that that would be good. But once again, that just, like, came out. Right. True. Well, I mean, you have to strike where the iron's hot. That's what Frozen did. All my theater cats out there, what shows would you bring to the stage? What, what movies movie? would yeah. you bring to the stage? We want to know... Um, so hit us up in our comments on our IG page at Cold Pop Show. Cool. Uh, anything else for Tardy for the party? That's it. All right, we're gonna run through these fizzer flats. Um, let's start off with the biggest thing that we've had. We're talking Beyonce and Jay Z. Everything is love. How do Everything we is love. I just, okay, so I'm going to give an unpopular opinion here. Maybe it's not that unpopular. Number one, I'm not thrilled about the title of this okay. album. Everything is love. Cool. I was made aware that this was the third installment of a trilogy. Did not know that. So Lemonade was first, then 444, and then Everything is Love. So it was a packaged, wrapped up trilogy. Oh, wow. Um, Not too crazy about a lot of the songs on there either. Oh, okay. So that's just me. What are your thoughts? My thoughts on Everything is Love. Um, I am here for the album. I'm loving it. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I'm with everything as far as everything being love and all of that good stuff. Uh, you sound like ape, the girl from Mean Girls. So, ape shit is my favorite. Uh, of course. Yeah. And then I think from there, what I've gathered is that, or what I've, what I've envisioned is that this is the type of album that you can play at the family cookout and just leave it on. Like, it's the perfect background, background for the summer mm. cookout, for like the summer family cookout. It's like uplifting and like all of these types of things. Like, it's it's got some really good messages of just like, you know, we can do anything and being a boss and like all of those types of things. So, mm-hmm. I think to me, it's the perfect background for summer 2018 just to like kind of serve as like the soundtrack. Um, but as far as it like being an, an installment and all of that stuff, I don't know about all of that. Like, I, I guess I'd have to go back and look at it. But I don't necessarily see outside of H- Ape Shit, I don't see a or hear a song that I'm excited to see be performed mm-hmm. um, on their tour. I'm not in love with Beyonce rapping like all the time. Like right. I love it like here and there. I like like my spurts mm-hmm. of it. But I I love Beyonce when she is singing down. Like when she is pushing herself vocally mm-hmm. and like giving us like actual singing. Um, so I'm you know I'm a little disappointed that I don't have a lot of that with the album. Um, I like that. I'm seeing a trend. I, like. With these new albums that are coming out by artists, and I don't know if this is something that you know everyone's doing, but I'm most definitely seeing quality over quantity. So like, no more are the like the seventeen track albums, seven songs, the twenty track albums, the two albums that are put together, like all of that. Like, no more are those days. Like, you are getting a good eight, nine, maybe ten songs, about thirty. 30 minutes of music that you don't have to like skip through and find because you know that is what we are giving you each piece is quality and like I said this is an album that I can just like play and like let be in the background and like drink my lemonade and vodka um, and you know eat some eat some chicken and like tell my tell all my family like you know like enjoy so I like Beyonce and Jay-Z separately I am not too... I was never thrilled about the On The Run tour. Even less thrilled about the On The Run the tour too. I like Beyonce as an artist separately. I like mm. Jay-Z as an artist separately. The Blueprint and the Black Album are my favorite Jay-Z albums. Beyonce, her whole catalog, I like. I really liked On The Run, the first but On The Run. I, I like pieces. Like I like some of the mashups. Like You know, Crazy In Love... Uh, cash money mix that's mm-hmm. my jam. Yeah, no, I think the on the run tour for me, like it flowed so well and so smoothly. Like mm-hmm. they were able to be like separate, but then like also right. like integrate their music. Well, in a they way had that a lot of yeah that was so like dope. Like so like it would be Beyonce doing two to three songs, but then Jay Z would come out and do it, you know, two songs and like go kind of like back and forth. And to me, that was like it was yeah, like I was entertained the entire time it wasn't like oh beyonce's on okay now she's off like for me i was in mm. i was entertained the entire time right and i'm not saying that it's a terrible show i'm just saying that i just don't really care for them collaborating to i you know let it be some person's song and their feature on there i'm good with that but 
this whole mix mash and doing an album together. It's cool. I kind of think I kind of saw that coming, but I'm just not too crazy about that. I will be interested to see what the next chapter of their musical lives look like now, because I feel like this has been sort of like the pentultimate a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so now what's next? Are we going to go back to just making, you know, feel good music or are we going to be on a journey now or trajectory to make more music with a message, music mm. with substance? How are we moving forward now after this? I, I want her to be or lead a track or an, something like Ladies Night or like Lady Marmalade with a compilation of artists on the track, but it's oh, okay. turned out to be like this huge summer anthem. Oh, She's okay. yet to be able to do do something like that. I feel like she has so. a women's anthem. I feel like she's Well, I'm not saying those. like her women's anthem. I'm talking about encompassing other female artists as well. She has yet to be on a track with multiple female artists. It's always been... Outside one, of Destiny's Child. One... She is yet to be on a track with multiple female artists. I think, artists. you know, Kelly Rowland's an artist. I, stand by, not, I artist. said what I said. So, you know, independent okay. women, like, I what do you mean? I said what I like, said. What are you saying? She is yet to be on a track with multiple... I love Destiny's Child. You know, I'm not about to shade them. I love each and every single one of them. But I want to see something like that. You know, give me... Give me, like, a, four, uh, a quintet of female artists and bust out a... a Smash global. You're okay, but you got to name the four that's going to be able okay. To, so let's do that. You got to name the four that's going to be able to hold a candle to her seriously. I can't tongue pop right now. So um, obvious, my obvious Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. No, Nigga. my obvious are. I definitely think Nikki and Cardi should be on the track together. Yes, I think that would be monumental, not only for Beyonce but for them as well. So there, you've already got three. So we're filling two more slots. They've got to be vocalists because you've already got two rappers. And I don't think anybody's going to be able to hold a candle to her performing-wise. But vocally, I think there are some girls out there that could hold their own. Okay. I don't know who they are right now. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know who they are right now. I'm like, I'm trying to think. I'm like, hmm. You know, because they've got to be young, hip, ready to dip. I think it should be... No tea, no shade. It should definitely be two black female vocalists. Well, let's just go ahead and make this a black well, girl's yeah. anthem. I think that's obvious to me. Yeah. Um, but who those two black girls are, I don't know. Because, I mean, Jennifer Hudson doesn't fit that slot. We need somebody no. who can da- dance. I'm just being super shady today. But I Cardi can't to. dance. Nicki can't dance. Well, they're the rappers. They don't have to dance. Mm, I don't know. They made Lil' Kim get out there and do a full eight count. And we see how that turned out. Oh, Lil' Kim can dance. Don't Now, don't do Lil' Kim and no she was ma'am. on Dance with the Stars. So don't ever no think ma'am. for a minute we that she that can't dance. Because she will come out and give you a full eight count. And that's it. And she no did. more, no less. She gave you a full eight count. And two, and three, and four, and five, so, and six, and Have you seven, seen the Lil' Kim? Eight, eight. I have. That's what I'm like thinking dodging. of. And that's what I'm thinking of. Like, honey, like, she that's can. that's the dancing? She will give you a full eight count. She can She can rock it out. So I don't know who those other two artists are, though. Um, let us know. Who do you think should hold those other two spots? Who, I don't think anybody who could can. Hold those that's other what two I'm spots. saying. Like, once you get to that level, I just don't think that... You're gonna be able to have a lot of girls that's able to rock with you like that. Like you could always do a rapper because it's in two different planes and two different levels. Right, but both but it's was, like I'm shocked mm. that you ain't try to throw Tanache in there. Oh, absolutely not. She's girl. just not ready. Now <laughs> and let me she tell you, will never be. Now ready. let me tell you something because and you know what, this girl is not ready vocally. Ooh. I don't think. 
But if she did, if she did have a big sister moment with Normani, that could be. I could see cute. that. I could see that. But it would have to be a big sister moment. This would be like, you know what? I'm bringing you on. Let yes. me show you the way. Normani could sing the bridge. She doesn't have to have a verse. No. We can give her the bridge. This is going to be. She could handle the bridge. No, I could no, no, definitely no, no. see Normani, though. This I'm is going to be a um, Karen Clark Sheard and Kiara Sheard, the will of God moment <laughs> where she's singing with her. Because I could, she could definitely hold her own dancing. I think that would be epic to see. Yeah. I think that would be epic to see. Give her the bridge. Let Beyonce. Then we need one other girl. Okay, so Normani's filling a slot. I'm on. I'm on board with that. One hundred percent. We need one more girl though. I don't know Mm-mm. who that girl would be. I'm thinking of groups and things gone by. You know what I would love to see that would have been good. God rest her soul. I don't know if you know who she is. Her name is Simone Battle. She was in the group GRL. They had a brief stint back in 2015. They were really good. She was a black girl. She had braids. She could blow and she could dance. But unfortunately, she... And you know what? I'm not going to say anything no bad about the dead. But Simone Battle could not sing her way out of the paperback. Do you know who Simone Battle yes, is? Yes, I do. I remember Simone Battle even getting up on, what was it, America's Got Talent and singing all the wrong words and forgetting... But that was Child. in the past. I mean, when she was in the group GRL, like she led uh-uh. that group. She was the anchor of that group. And she could sing. I ain't seen it. I, she could sing. I don't see it for her. But God bless the dead. Um, I, yeah, I, like I said, I think we are asking for a lot to, for Beyonce to take on a whole truckload of kids and put them <laughs> on an anthem. I think that she should have one big sister moment. She should choose that one and... You know, they could have a little song or something together. That would be cute. So you don't think the five group, the five member music I feel like you got to put, I feel like when you have those five, you got to put them people who are equally yoked. I feel like you can't put, you know, four, you you can't expect Beyonce to be, you can't like, okay, it's like making a Sunday, Okay. You like I hear what you're saying. Beyonce gonna be the ice cream, the cherry, the chocolate <laughs> syrup, and then you can't be like, oh, you four girls is gonna be the sprinkles. Like that's just not fair. Here's how I envisioned it, and then we'll move on. The song, the record, Cardi's at the beginning. Give me a little sixteen bar, sixteen bars or whatever. Then we get into Beyonce singing the verses and the chorus, obviously, of the doing that. Then we get into Normani doing the bridge and then Nikki handling the back end, kind of like being the anchor of the song. I think that this would be the perfect like coming out moment for Normani. Put her on a hit record with very familiar people and watch her hold her own. And then I think that will say volumes upon to whether or not she's equally yoked. Because if she's able to at least hold her... and. Again, like I said, I know she's not the strongest vocally. That's why I say put her on the bridge. Like, she doesn't have to carry a verse. Doesn't have to maybe give her some backup vocals on the chorus. But let that be her welcome to the world. This is Normani Corday, and she's here to slay. Like, I think Mm. that would be great. Because then you have this powerful women's moment. you got the two baddest rappers in the game right now. You've got Beyonce with the New York meme, Beyonce. And then you got Normani. I think that would be perfect. Mm. Perfect. Make it happen. Let's make it happen. Okay. I don't know, child. We're going to do some more selling on that. Anyways, let's move on. We've spent too much time on this. Um, the other fizzer. Oh, wait. So, fizzer flat on I'm, everything is love. A fizz for sure. 
I'm gonna hold my stand. <laughs> I'm. Mm. Child. <laughs> the beehive is gonna come they for will. me. I'm gonna give us a flat. Just, and I think only because I'm kind of over the whole Jay Z, Beyonce group album moment. It's come, it's gone, it's gone. Like, got it. Underwhelmed, still underwhelmed. Yeah, let's move on. Um, Cardi B married Offset surprisingly over the weekend, which was not a surprise, but cool. Fizz or flat? Who cares? I no, you know what? That's nasty. That's um, nasty. She's with gr- child. Congratulations, congratulations, Cardi and Offset. There's someone for everyone, and that's all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna give it a fizz. Move it on, move it along, bring it across. And lastly, on Fizz or Flat, the BET Awards were this past weekend. And to no one's surprise, still one of the most unorganized and impromptu off-the-shoulder, <laughs> off-the-cuff oh, award gosh. shows out there. Um, I didn't watch. I don't watch the BET Awards. I did look at some of the performances. I usually do watch the BET Awards. I, really, I think I, I stopped. try to keep... Keeping the um, idea of like what's going on, and um, I read a bunch of articles. I didn't. I didn't even know Jamie Fox was hosting. I did know that. Um, apparently, from the articles I read, Jamie was like off script, went off script the majority of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, the performances, cool. I mean, the BET Awards. While it is, you know top level like this is supposed to be us and like our you know showcasing our best there is a piece of the BET awards that is it's a family like it's our family like it's Mm -hmm. us and so like we can't have the crazy uncle go off script we can't have the crazy moments because it's like it's us you know I think that makes it what it is it's not the super highly overproduced award show like we saw with like the billboard music awards where it's like all of these crazy um crazy performances that really don't have like memorable moments but the bet awards does have those because it's us in our most like authentic space of where we can do what it is that we want Mm -hmm. um and so we do get those moments of like you know going off script and being like you know extremely candid but i like I don't mind it. I don't mind it. So, I, I mean, I continue to watch. For me, of course, I saw... I haven't seen all of the performances because, like I said, we were coming back from Pride. But um, I am already obsessed with the Anita Baker tribute. Like, mm-hmm. I cannot I tell you how that. many times that I have um, sang it and replayed it. And, like, that's why I came... Like, I came in the house today just, like... Screaming at the top of my lungs, um, doing the You, you Bring were. Me Joy. Because, I mean, that was just like, it was like, an, <laughs> you already know, like, and this is the thing, like, you know when Migos is like, when, like, the group is out of their seat saying, like, with their jaw dropped, looking at Yolanda Adams performing on stage, like, you you know that you have something special. And it was just, like, really great to kind of see Anita Baker, like, living and like mm. you know going for well, what they were doing everybody grew up on Anita so, so yeah yeah so it's like Definitely. that was that was a really great um opportunity i felt really excited to see um Sizzle win best new artist as well as Ellie Mai Ella Mai Ella Mai Ella Mai Ella Mai 
um, she had like her little debut of with like boot up, and I was like, oh, this is this is very nice. I thought she could be put on the main stage. I think mm-hmm. the song's done enough to where she could have been put on the main stage and give a couple of girls to do op pop with her back there. But that's neither here nor there. I'm just waiting. I think BET in general is on the cusp of a new day revolution they need a new look they need a new template they need a new setting they need a new everything and i think that they have again there's all of these moving parts that we just need to figure out how to place them correctly and put the right people in charge of them to really elevate bet because it's 2018 now we can't keep showing reruns of baby boy we can't keep showing reruns of 2017's BET Awards and then 2018's BET Awards and then back to 2017's BET Awards right. on a loop. I need, we need to just really, and I think we've talked about this a little bit before. Yeah. That, so that's what I'm waiting on. So that's why I'm being so hard on them because I think they have it all there. We need to just, let's get there. Yeah. Let's get there, please. So, um, so fizz or flat on the BET Awards? I'm going to give it a fizz just based on the tribute alone. BET Awards can always put on a tribute. They know the people to bring out. Everyone was mm-hmm. saying like, oh, where was Tony Braxton? Oh, was, I don't want to hear Tony Braxton mumbling. Like, she could sit down for me. Uh, Tony Braxton would have actually been a good person to sing an Anita Baker song. I don't, want, I don't think I want to hear it, though. I thought about it. They have the same vocal range, so I, I would have loved it. to hear that. I, I thought about it, and I was like, no, I don't want to hear her sing it. No, I would have definitely wanted to hear that. I give it a mild fizz. That's all. Okay, let's move it along. Up next, we have the gays of our lives. These are the gays of our lives. And this segment is pretty quick, pretty to the point, because it's just on one topic. And can you be friends with an ex? That's all. Can you be friends with an ex? You're asking me? I'm asking everyone. I'm asking America as well. I don't... Mm. Yeah, I let's think, start off with what you think. Because you obviously, <laughs> obviously are asking this question for a reason. Well, so, since you no. asked, <laughs> I'll give my little opinion. I think I would not be able to be friends with an ex like me and you are friends. Or me and our other friends are friends. Mm-hmm. I would be able to be civil and be a grown-up and be in the same room and say hello and how are you and how is everything going, but that be that. I don't really want to know about your life. There's nothing more that you need to know about my life. Sorry. I'm really passionate about it. No, it's okay. Go ahead, girl. Um, And so, therefore, I don't think that we need to be friends. I think it ended for a reason, whether it was mutual or Mm one-sided. Mm-hmm. And that's just going to be what it is. I've seen a lot of people who are friends with their ex, parentheses, exes, in parentheses. And I just don't necessarily feel comfortable because I guess I come from the school of, you know, you know, once I cut, cut somebody off or it gets done with like, that's it. Like, we don't have anything else to talk about. We don't. You move on. We agree to disagree. We have irreconcilable differences. Mm -hmm. And that be that. Um... So I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I have the need to be friends or good friends. I can be civil and we can be acquaintances, but that's about it. Hmm. Interesting. Um, 
I completely disagree. I think that it is, you can be friends with your ex. I think it's okay to be friends with your ex. I didn't say that it was not okay. I just said that I couldn't be. Oh, okay. I, yeah, like, I think that, um, yeah, I think that you totally can be and it will be fine. Um, funny that you say that. Ha, 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 ha. Mm-hmm. Um, because last week my ex came into town. Oh, so oh really? I had I no think, idea. I, yeah, I think it's funny that oh this my is... Oh, my I think that this is funny that this is the topic of... Um, Interesting. The topic that you chose based on my... Um, based on last week. So Do tell. Um, do tell. This is news to me. Yeah, I'm sure it is. So, my ex came into town, uh, was here working at a conference, had a conference, and basically... Um, you know, let me know that he was coming up, said, hey, like, I'm going to be in town, da-da-da-da-da, if you have the time, you know, feel free, no pressure, or whatever. Of course, like, I think that we we have that relationship um, where we, we do have a genuine interest in, like, how each other are doing, so it was like, of course, I'm going to make the time to see you, let's have dinner, um, and so we met up, we had dinner and drinks and just kind of like kicked it, like caught up on how everything was going, like talked about um, what was happening in his life, what was happening in my life, congratulating each other, those types of things. For me, the decision to be friends um, after a relationship needs to come from the person who was most hurt in the relationship like I don't think that you could be like so like let's say that you know let's say that me and Michael B. Jordan are in a relationship right why do and, you keep associating yourself with my man well it's did not did you see him on the cover of Essence I, no I haven't seen that cover um, but so like let's say that Michael B. Jordan and I are talking and you know we have this long relationship or whatever like that but for whatever reason we break up. So, yeah, we break up and, you know, I I break it off with him and he is, oh, yeah, that's okay. Go, Michael. Go, babe. Um, that's my ex. Um, <laughs> but so, no, but like, let's say that um, we break up and from there, he's heartbroken. Okay. But I'm, of course, you know me, I have to keep it moving. So I'm on, I keep it moving with um, old boy from Insecure. So, who the tall um, Issa's ex, Issa's man, Jay, Jay, uh, Jay, Jay Ellis. Ellis. So, yeah, I start talking to Jay Ellis. Okay. Michael's heartbroken. I think it's Michael's decision to decide of whether or not he wants to be friends in this relationship. So, do you fault him if he says no, he doesn't want to be friends? Nope. I was like, okay, okay, you know, hey, like, I still wish you the best. And if you do want to have that relationship later on, call me, beat me if you want to reach me. Beat you? No, beat me. Um, <laughs> what? No, no, no. So like, <laughs> but um, it's like I think that that is the person who gets to make the decision. So if both parties are mutual and you know genuinely want to have that friendship, um, after I see nothing wrong with it, and I think it's more than appropriate. When is the appropriate time to have that conversation? Um, I think. I don't think that there's a time limit on it. I think that it's all about the vibe and the comfortability. So, like, it can course, be too soon, though, can it? I think it can be too soon if the person who is the more heartbroken one is trying to rush into things or is entering into the friendship with the idea that they will then be able to get this person back. Like, right. well, let me try again just by being your friend, but I'm going to make you see how much you, you know, 
how, how much you need to be with me. Um, so yeah, that's my kind of, that's a little bit on my take, but like I said, I had a really great time, um, hanging out with, um, my, my ex, um, last week. So did, um, is there such a thing as too many exes being friends with too many exes? My ex and I, we live in different states. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think it would be an entirely different story if my immediate ex lived in Chicago and I was seeing them like on a weekly basis and like all the time, like touching base with them and catching up with them. Like to me, that would be a little odd and a little weird. So what do you say to somebody say, hypothetically speaking, if I ran into somebody who was from Chicago, but had a lot of exes that were also in Chicago that he is also friends with, Mm-hmm. What does that say about him? I think one, it's either he's super, um, he has a very heightened sense to make sure that like he's leaving everything like in a good place mm-hmm. with people, and he doesn't want anyone. He like he wants to be that like people pleaser. He doesn't want anyone to have like any like ill feelings towards him. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's making he's. Controlling that and producing that by maintaining these friendships and fostering those connections and relationships. I also think that it is, um, you know, if they're in a relationship, like you have to have that. It has to be a very comfortable level of trust that you have to have with that person who has so many exes in the city. To hear someone that you are friends with, like, my eyebrows are immediately raised. Like, oh, like, because it also, it's important how you introduce that as well to your partner. So it's like, oh, yeah, like, me and, uh, you know, meet my friend John. Like, oh, like, how how did you and John meet? Oh, we met, like, you know, well, we used to date, like, back in the day. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Like, a lot of those those pieces of it as well, like really kind of bring like a heightened sense of um, uncomfortability, like how it's introduced, how long they were together, Mm -hmm. those types of things, you know, kind of speaking for me and my personal experience um, there. I mean, you know, there are situations that I've been in where I haven't felt like necessarily like the most comfortable, mm-hmm. um, but it's something that I'm constantly working on in terms of um, trusting my partner and kind of like staying in a positive space of like not automatically going to that spot of like, oh, they must still be talking or are they almost like they still must be fooling around. Why else would you be friends? Like those types of things. Would you date a guy who was friends with more than one ex? Um, I currently do date a guy that's friends with more than one ex. So, um, like I said, and I think for me, it's, I mean, it's called me to be, um, to do some work with me, like myself internally in terms of getting comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was like right off the bat, I was like super comfortable with it. Um, but it's, you know, it, it, it takes some time. Like, I'm still on the fence because I think, like you said, it makes a huge difference if, the ex is not in the same city, mm-hmm. but when you run into multiple exes in the same city that this person is friends with, I feel like I would maybe feel some type of way 
And I can be honest and say it, some of it may be out of insecurity. Yeah. As to, well, oh, okay, well, you know, you start trying to compare yourself a little bit. And then you start oh, yeah, thinking sure. also, well, am I going to be, you know, is this what my future holds? Like, am I going to be another ex Maybe. that's friends? You never know. Or whatever. Uh, so my last question for you then, and then we can move on, is just what does it say about them to be friends with their exes? Or what does it say about a person to be friends about their exes? It doesn't necessarily have to carry a negative connotation. I don't think it does. I just think it opens itself up to there needs to be more communication mm-hmm. and more conversation on the matter. Yeah, I think like I said, I think like I said it earlier. I think it says a lot about the person in in terms of how they view relationships of not wanting to necessarily throw people away, mm-hmm. but wanting to stay um, locked into maybe what got you interested with that person in the first place you saw a good person there you saw someone who um had similar interests or you saw someone that you know really just made an impression was like you know this is a super supportive person who i want to continue to have in my life so i don't necessarily fault anyone for wanting to have an ex still in their life Mm -hmm. it might just need it just needs to change in the terms of the capacity that they are in um and then in terms of what it says about the person that allows that to happen with their partner to be friends with an ex, I don't think it necessarily says anything because let's say that you weren't okay with that and you were like trying to shut that down. Like that's to not me, that's end well. right. That's yeah. not going to end well. That's you trying to control exactly who this person is conversing with and has relationships with. So that's not necessarily going to fly. And if you think that it is, you may... Um, you're delusional yeah like you you need to really kind of check yourself you know in a moment like I said I think in my current relationship now I've had to do some really (laughs) serious self um, searching and like stop stop myself once I get into those like those inner thoughts of like what's actually going on here what like right you know those types of things so it's and like I said, I'll be very transparent to say it is still like a constant battle. Like it's not something that I've like totally mastered yet, but it's something that I'm working on daily. I think it would be something I would have to work on because I mean, I still have the same stance I have, but I think I wouldn't, and I can be honest to say that maybe that comes out of a little bit of insecurity on my mm-hmm. part, but I just, for the time being, I just don't feel the need to want to be friends with an ex. Not that I've had an ex, because I haven't, but I just, I don't see the appeal there. Because I feel Hmm. like if there was, you know, if I wanted to be friends, you know, we would still be dating. Not necessarily. And I guess. They're great friends that don't make great boyfriends. That's true. And like, you just have to kind of learn that and like, you know, there's still, you know, people that are out there that are great and like, not might not necessarily be for you in a romantic capacity, but we're put in your life for a specific reason. Um, So just kind of holding on to that and understanding that. And like, once again, the idea of not throwing people away, like if they're trash, they're trash. Yes. Like get rid of them. But if they're not and like, it just didn't work out. Like, you know, they can most definitely be definitely be repurposed. I don't think it's necessarily throwing people away. I think you can 
softly coast them off into the sunset on their way. Throw them away. And let them live a happy life and know that it just did not work out. Like yeah. it was just not I think throwing away is very it's very harsh. It sounds negative. Phrase. Okay, yeah, it's well very negative and sounds you know, very harsh. Dismissing someone. I don't even think it's dismissing. It's just agreeing to disagree and knowing that I'm not comfortable with being What your word are friend. you comfortable with then? I just told you and coast them off into the sunset. So, so coasting people off. So, but it, I'm expo- okay. You're really trying to. I'm trying to explain it. I'm saying it's a it's a a notion that I'm not comfortable with being your friend. You did not do anything wrong. I just I'm not at that spot. So we will agree to disagree on why things ended, and we will. I will let you move through this world being the best person that you can be, and I will attempt to do the same. I think it just depends on. It also depends on the reason why it ended. Like, Absolutely. that's that's a huge, you know, thing. That's like, a huge caveat. Yeah. So, okay. Well, I guess we'll just agree to disagree, and I will. I think you'll find. Look, I think you'll change your mind one day. I really do. But okay. And on that note. That all we got? I think that that's it. This was a long episode, but y'all we missed us. We had to cover a lot. Y'all missed I mean, us. come on. Just we might split this up or do something with it, but get, we've had get to- Get a nice drink. We've really had to re- reconnect. We've been gone away too long, so. Well, as always, you can follow us on social me- the social media um, on Instagram at Cold Pop Show. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Marcus Drew Steele with an E on the end. Yes, and I'm on Instagram at Trenton Rashad. So follow me on there and catch all of my madness and shenanigans. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, share on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. I think our Google Play is dead. <laughs> Y'all, revive the Google Play. Come on, bring it back to life. Lord, we need a revival uh, to write this world to I love it. <laughs> she killed that too. She thought she was hot stuff. She was. She was. But that's all that we have. Thank you for grabbing a glass of cold pop. Hopefully you're not too thirsty. Um, we'll be back next week. Yes. Bye.